Hey there, educational rock stars. Are you feeling overwhelmed with lesson planning for your English language learners? Well, I've got some exciting news for you. Introducing our upcoming free webinar, Simplify Your Approach, Three Time-Saving Routines for ELL Success. Join me for a power-packed 45 minutes that's set to revolutionize your teaching strategy. In this webinar, we'll dive into three practical, easy-to-implement routines that will not only enhance your ELL teaching methods, but also save you hours of planning time. Yes, hours. So whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, these insights are tailored to help everyone make the most of their teaching time. Plus, you'll leave this webinar ready to implement these routines the next day. So mark your calendars for our two upcoming dates. I don't want you to miss this opportunity to transform your ELL lesson planning. To reserve your spot, simply sign up at www.equippingells.com slash routines. Trust me, your future self will thank you for it. I'll see you at the webinar. Teaching ELL students is a privilege and a joy. Is it easy? No way. But with the right support, you can feel empowered to tackle each day with ease and confidence. I'm your host, Beth Boucher, founder of Inspiring Young Learners. With over 10 years of teaching both nationally and internationally, I know what it takes to ensure that your ELL students have what they need to thrive today, tomorrow, and for life. I'm on a mission to empower you to equip your English language learners. Welcome to Equipping ELLs. Let's get to today's episode. Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Equipping ELLs podcast. I am so thankful and grateful you can join me today, and I hope that you're really enjoying these back-to-school episodes, getting you set up for a successful school year. We want to make these as practical and action-packed as possible. So last week, I shared about some reasons why your ESL curriculum might not be working. And today, I want to share with you five resources that I truly believe if you incorporate these types of resources into your lessons, into your classroom, you will see success with your English language learners. So over time, I've seen, I've observed, I've been in multiple different classrooms, both in the US and abroad. So I've seen different settings. I've seen students from all around the world and how they engage with the different materials. And I've seen things that work and that work really quickly and that really support the way that our multilingual learners' brains learn a language. And so that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to dive into five things, and it really doesn't matter what grade level you're in. These things can be helpful for you, and I'm going to explain why in a minute. But let's dive right in. So one of the things that I think is something that's very overlooked, but something that is going to be so critical and crucial to the development of your students and their literacy skills. And that is really supporting and spending time doing phonemic awareness. As I go deeper in research and and have different guests on this show who are experts in science of reading and have done, you know, so many different studies and read research on this, this is the topic that seems to continue to come up. The importance of spending significant time developing phonemic awareness skills. 
And to me, the same thing is happening with language learning where we need to spend a significant time working on listening comprehension. These two to me go hand in hand. When we develop the hearing of sounds and the hearing of words with our multilingual learners, they will have a much easier time doing what comes next. This is the first step, but it is foundational. It is critical. And I don't think we spend enough time here. I know I'm guilty of jumping over the listening domain. I know I'm guilty of jumping right into phonics and decoding and doing those things. But really, the power lies in strengthening their phonemic awareness. And so if you are someone who you're really not a reading teacher and you're really not you're not supposed to go through and do all the interventions and really support them with reading, but you are helping to boost their comprehension, boost their reading skills, then this is something that you definitely want to have in your classroom because you can quickly and easily in a matter of five to 10 minutes, play around with phonemic awareness activities so that your students are increasing their ability to hear sounds and decipher sounds. And this is really important for our multilingual learners, regardless of the age. So if you're working with level ones and twos at any grade level, phonemic awareness is the best place to start when you're ready to move into reading skills. Starting with a listening domain is the first place to start. And now when you're ready to move into reading skills, start with phonemic awareness. And the best and easiest way I have found to do this is by using something called Hegarty Phonics. And none of these, I'm not an affiliate for these people. These are just resources that I have seen time and time again work. And these are resources that you can do quickly and easily without any prep work. So Hegarty Phonics to me is something that you should ask your school to purchase, or if your school already has a license, use it. Within 10 minutes each day, you can work with your students on building up their phonemic awareness. And this works. Playing around with the sounds, working on, you know, the blending, the segmenting, just moving up the ladder of phonemic awareness is so helpful to your students. And why I love this for multilingual learners is because there's not that added pressure. It's all done orally. And so they're repeating, they're hearing, they're deciphering, they're applying the sounds they're hearing in a fun and quick way. It keeps their attention. I love that with Hegarty Phonics, it gets into, you know, sentence count. So Really, this is a key skill for our multilingual learners that when they hear a sentence, they can pick apart and tell you how many words are in that sentence. That's, that shows that they're beginning to understand when one word begins and one word ends. If we have not learned another language, you don't realize how hard this is. But if you have tried to learn another language and you go and sit and watch something, you'll quickly see how difficult of a skill this is. You'll hear something and you don't know when the sentence starts, when the sentence ends, how many words were in that sentence, because it all blends together. And so developing this skill orally, so it removes that pressure of having to apply what they're learning. They're just repeating. They're playing around. They're having fun with the sounds. They're using hand motion. So they're using that whole approach. And for you as the teacher, it's all set up for you. You pull out that book, you go through that day's lesson, and within five to 10 minutes, you're strengthening the phonemic awareness in your students. This is a resource to me that is a must in every classroom because you will see the impact it has then when a couple weeks or a couple months later down the road, when you're ready to begin decoding, applying those skills, you're going to see 
the difference in those students who have a strong phonemic awareness. So the first resource that I think is a must have in any classroom is Hegarty Phonics. You can go check them out. They have a new reading program. Again, I'm not an affiliate. I've just seen what works. And this to me is a resource that works. The second one, and this is not all based on reading, but this is just kind of a whole approach to your students and seeing the struggles they have and seeing how, ways you can boost them. So the second one is to use snap words. Now snap words, and we can put links to these in the show notes, but snap words are really our high frequency words and they're th- done through a visual. So each word has a visual and these are fantastic for our multilingual learners, for struggling readers. I've used these with multilingual learners. I've used them with students who have dyslexia and the visual piece is really powerful for them, for their brains to make sense of the words and to recall the words quickly. So giving them that visual piece up front is really helpful. And this is something again, that can be done in just a few minutes a day. So setting up those routines, what does your block of time look like? I I don't think it's wasted time, even if you're not the one that's necessarily in charge of teaching reading to your students. But if you are doing pull out groups, I don't think these are a waste of time to develop and strengthen these skills because this is foundational to everything else they're going to do. As they increase in their reading ability, they're going to be able to engage much greater in the homeroom content text and the things that they're being expected to do. So this is why I do think this is vital and important for us as ESL teachers to show up and support them with these, you know, in these areas that can sometimes be weak. So using snap words with the visual piece is really helpful for just that memorization to high frequency words. All right. Our next must have for any ESL classroom is to have a digital library. I love having a book in my hand. I still love that, but I've also realized that that's not always possible. Living here in Panama It's hard to get books here. It's expensive to get books here. So I have learned how to read books on a digital device. And do I miss having a book in my hand? Absolutely. But I'm still reading the books. So that's the same thing. We want the accessibility with a digital library is necessary. When we're working on reading with our students, we want to look for things that engage them, that are topics that interest them. You know, if you can provide a book that's in their native language and English, that's going to help them go deeper on the topic. So a digital library is a great way to do that. And there are some that you can pay for and some that are free. You know, there's reading A to Z, which is, in my opinion, it's worth the money if your school can pay for that. And the nice thing is they have a great collection of Spanish books. So that's nice that you have those bilingual books available right there on a digital device. Another one that's free is Epic, and that's a great one that just has really high interest books. You know, some might be above the level of your students, so, but we don't want to all just be focused on the leveled readers. There's a lot of research coming out that's showing that's not what we want to be doing. We want to be able to be focused on decodables and then really finding books that interest them. So doing something like Epic, having that right there on their, on their iPads or the devices that they have is a great way to have books available at all times that really your students will be interested in. Another free website called Unite for Literacy, and this one has a variety of different languages available. So this is sometimes a great place to start with your newcomers in providing books for them in their native language so that they can get some of those vocabulary words. They can, they can have that sense of belonging and feeling comfortable of getting to read something in their native language. 
instead of just feeling frustrated about not being able to read in English, especially for those older students. If they are already fluent in their native language, that's a great opportunity to bring in some reading in their L1. So Unite for Literacy is a fantastic website and resource to bookmark on your devices so that your students can have a free digital library at their fingertips and that they have them available in multiple languages. But having that digital library is really important. Because if you develop that habit of them going and looking and knowing they have these books available to them at all times, finding ones that really interest what they are excited about, using those to extend the lesson that you're teaching on, really bringing that cohesion. So if you're helping support, you know, your intermediate students who are learning about simple machines, and so you're doing a lot of research on that, you're talking about that, you're you're doing activities about that. And now they get to independently go and check out their digital library and see if they can find books that are talking about that. And they can make those connections independently. So that's why having a digital library available and gives you so many options just like that is really huge. All right. So that's number three. Let's move on to number four. The fourth resource that I think every ESL classroom needs to have is Nearpod and Flowcabulary. I'm going to put those together because they are made by the same person. Flowcabulary goes with Nearpod. But when I say Nearpod, it doesn't necessarily have to be Nearpod. It could be Flipgrid. It could be Pear Deck. It could be Seesaw. But I think for an ESL teacher, having some sort of digital lesson is one going to save you time by putting everything you know, in a digital space. And two, I think it's really helpful if you are pushing in, if you're a traveling teacher, so that you don't have to keep track of all your lessons, all your papers, all of these materials. Oh, you forgot the copies that you just made in the copy room, or now you're at a different school and you forgot those copies at in your other classroom. That's where a lot of the stress comes in when you're a traveling teacher or when you're pushing into multiple classrooms. So you can eliminate that by having all of your lessons on one digital platform. So that could be Google Classroom. And a lot of these all connect within each other. So, you know, you can assign Nearpod through Google Classroom, all those types of things. But I have found in my research that Nearpod is a really cool platform to use because you can upload PDFs. You can then create a quiz out of it. You can use an audio to voice over it. You can make it interactive, have them respond. I mean, there's so many things that you can do and you can begin with a free version and see if that works for you. Or you can, you know, see if your school will buy you a subscription to that. And, and that has a few more, you know, options if you have a paid subscription, but even the free version is a really awesome way to store your lessons, keep them all in one place, easily upload new things, and then really make those things interactive with your students. So it's really twofold. It's helping you to not have to have all of the paperwork when you're pushing in, when you're traveling from school to school, you keep it all on your computer. So, you know, you just bring your computer with you and you'll have what you need. And then it really helps you to create that interaction and that constant check-in. That's what we talk a lot about here is working with your multilingual learners, you want to create ways that you are checking in consistently and you want to do it authentically. We're not going to test them every week and you sit down one-on-one and be assessing them to see where they're at. That's not realistic and it's not a great use of your time, but doing something like Nearpod where you can upload an activity and then you can have them do a speaking response. So now right away, you pull out a speaking rubric and you can assess how their speaking is. And now you have that stored. So in a, a couple of weeks from now, you can do another one and you can see the improvement they've made. 
or the growth that they've had or areas they need to work on. So when you use a digital platform like this, you now have stored data that you can come back to. So when it comes to report, you know, writing that reports, you could go back and you can see where they were at the beginning of the year. You can check in with how they're doing now and you can write a report based on that. We forget so often. We think we're going to remember, but there's so much going on. We don't have that time. So having that recorded right there on the platform is going to help you stay consistent. It's going to help you see where your students need help and need more growth in and how you can support them with that. So that's what I love using something like Nearpod or Flipgrid, where you can have that piece where they are responding to you or they're typing in something and, you know, you're, you give them a passage and then they can type right in there so you can quickly and easily see how they're doing. This is going to take out a lot of the stress, a lot of the work. If you, if you put this in, you know, at the beginning, it's going to take some work to get something like this set up. But once it's set up, you now can have a great way to streamline your, your lessons, to keep focused, to have it all, you know, on one, and then to really check in and use that to assess your students frequently. So that's why I love something like Nearpod. They also have vocabulary, which I think is a fantastic resource for multilingual learners because it takes vocabulary and it really creates it in a way that there's music with it. There's videos, there's explanations, there's activities that, you know, are they're playing with the vocabulary. So if you're really focused on vocabulary development this year and strengthening your students tier two and tier three vocabulary words, then you might want to check out vocabulary. It's a fantastic resource. Again, I'm not an affiliate. I'm just sharing what I've seen that works. So we have Haggerty Phonics, SnapWords, Digital Library, Nearpod. And then the last resource that I absolutely think you must have is a membership to equipping ELLs. And I truly think this is going to change and transform your year. Because if we look back at what I talked about last week, the reasons that many of our resources and curriculums are not working for our multilingual learners, to me, one of the biggest reasons is because you need something, you need a curriculum that is flexible. Your group of students this year, even if you're teaching the same grade level, the same language level, is going to be different than your group last year. We cannot be working with lesson plans that are laminated that we use year after year. We can take some of those things, but you're going to see, and I'm sure you already know this, that you're going to have to use different scaffolds. They're going to need different supports. They might have some different strengths that your group last year didn't have. These students that you're working with this year might have different areas of weakness that you are going to have to shift and you're going to have to work on strengthening those. And so having a curriculum where you can choose what is best to meet the needs of your students is how you're going to be successful this year. And inside Equipping ELLs, because we have hundreds of different resources created for K through 12, all domains and all language levels available at your fingertips, I'm confident that you will find what you are looking for to meet the needs of your students without having to reinvent the wheel, without having to take a piece of this and take a piece of this and pull it all together and then spend more time because you're trying to force something to work that really wasn't created with your students in mind. And so I really do believe that getting a subscription, joining us inside Equipping LLs is going to transform your year because to know that you have all of the resources at your fingertips in one platform is going to alleviate a lot of your stress. You know, just recently I was talking with my husband about just all the different ways we're bombarded with 
noise and attention, trying to get our attention. And even if we want to go and, and search out something and try to find something that we're looking for for our students, we get distracted with this, or maybe this will work. Oh, no, that's not really what I'm looking for. Oh, no, this is, you know, I have to now change this so it fits. But that we, we take all that away inside Equipping LLs because we provide you with the resources so that you can just go right to the platform. You can find what you're looking for. We have it organized in ways so that you can find your grade level or your language level or the domain that you want to strengthen this year. And you can find the resources that, that work. And then the other beautiful thing is if you're not finding a resource that you're thinking about, that you're looking for, that you're trying to create, you get to talk right to us and say, Hey, I would love to see a resource. Like right now we had some people reach out. Hey, we would love to have some scaffolded novel studies for grades three through eight, because I'm trying to do the one and only Ivan with my fourth graders. And what I have is not working for them. They need something different so that they can understand and comprehend this book and enjoy it and show what they know. And that's what we're working on right now, because we want to provide you with what you need to do the best that you can do to teach in a very streamlined, stress-free way. That's what we're all about. So if that is what you're looking for, you are looking for a curriculum that's flexible, that's going to meet your needs, going to meet the students' needs that you're working with, even if you're working with five different groups, imagine having all those things at your fingertip that you can just download, print, and teach. That's what you're going to find inside Equipping LLs. So if you have all of those resources and you're using those and you're creating those routines to set up and, and going through those each week, I guarantee your language learners will be successful this year. They will make huge growth when you're supporting them in those different ways so that they enjoy learning and that they in turn make huge growth this year. So go back over the list. We have Hegarty Phonics, SnapWords, a digital library, Nearpod, and Equipping LLs. See what you have, see what you don't have, and see if you can ask your administrators to support you with this and to give you subscriptions to this. If you want more information about ways that we can help talk with your administrators and see if they will pay for a subscription to Equipping LLs, reach out, let us know. In the show notes, we'll add our flyer that gives your administrators more information about what we're all about and how we can support you and your students and how we can help them get set up with a school's, a school license. So please reach out, let us know, but go back through that list and see, do you have something that's covering phonemic awareness? Do you have something that's a visual piece, either for vocabulary or for sight words? Do you have a device and do you have a digital library, you know, that you have access to? Do you have an online digital platform that you're teaching from? Maybe that's Google Classroom or Nearpod or Flipgrid or Schoology or Seesaw. There's so many options now. Don't, don't flip from one or the other. Use what's working for you, but to stick with it. And then are you finding the resources that you need? Do you have them all at your fingertips for one low price? That's what you'll find in equipping ELLs. So check over that list, see what you're missing, see what you can add in this year and go and ask your administrators, ask them if they can help support you in getting the resources you need to better support your English language learners. Thank you for joining me in today's episode. All links and resources mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you're looking for even more support and done-for-you resources created specifically for the needs of ELLs, head to inspiringyounglearners.com. I'll catch you here next week. Until then, take that next step to keep equipping your ELLs.